Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. What's going on? This is Joe McCall. This is the new uh, webinar of the REI Secrets series that I'm doing now. This is a webinar series that I do every week, and I really enjoy doing it. Um, I do a lot of live coaching calls with my students where I just ask questions, but this is uh, one of the calls where I don't have to answer any questions. I just get to teach, which I love to teach. And I love teaching tips and tricks and strategies for doing more deals. So you can get get more leads, make more money, close more deals, learn how to talk to sellers better, learn how to make better offers, learn how to follow up, learn the systems and tools and processes to grow your real estate investing business. See, this business isn't that hard. And a lot of times what I try to do is just get us back to the basics because the people that do the most deals are the ones who are the best at the basic things. And uh, the guys that struggle the most, like I had for many, many years, struggled just by complicating it too much and forgetting the simple things and trying to do too many things and trying to mix and match one strategy with another strategy and take what this guy says and what this lady does and combine it and make it your own thing. Well, when I've done the most deals is when I've kept my business the simplest, right? When I just focus on the simple basic things and I become brilliant at the basics. I wrote a book on that called Brilliant at the Basics and you can't buy it on Amazon. Um, I'm thinking about updating it and revising it. So that should be coming out soon. So stay tuned for that. Cool. Um, so I'm excited. This is, a, this is a great market right now. We're working closely with some coaching students right now that are crushing it. They're just killing it. They're doing deals. And you know, when you hear people complain, sometimes it's discouraging, right? If you're spending too much time on the discussion boards or in the forums or sometimes at the local real estate clubs, if they're still meeting, and you hear just people complain about how hard it is to do deals. It's discouraging, right? And you're like, oh man, you know, I thought that this maybe is a bad, this maybe is a bad time to get into the market. Maybe I should wait a year before I start doing any deals. Listen, stop that hogwash, right? This is like I heard those same complaints from people back in 2005 and six when I was first getting started in the business, hearing people complain about how hard it is to do deals and can't find any sellers, right? Can't find any buyers. And then the market crashed. And everybody's like, oh no, this guy's falling. You can't do deals anymore. It's too hard to do deals. And then everybody left almost, you know, tons of people left the market. And then in 2009, it's when I quit my job and started doing deals full time because I was doing so many of them. And then 2010, 2011, like that was when that was the gold rush, right? Where it was easy to do deals because there were so many motivated sellers out there. There were tons of deals to pick up for super cheap. But even back then, people were complaining oh, there's no sellers or their sellers are too easy to find. There's no buyers that need deals right now, right? And as the market starts creeping up, I just hear it all the time. And the longer you're in this business, the more you're going to see people complaining, like it doesn't work or it's too hard. I've heard people say, you know, the average, you shouldn't expect a wholesaling profit of more than five grand. I mean, you're doing really good if you can get five grand. Your average wholesale profit is going to be about three grand. Well, if you believe that, that's what you're going to get. But until you start expecting things, it's, it's, I don't, it's not like a mind mental trick. You know, it's just like you start asking for $10,000 assignment fees and guess what's going to happen? You're going to start making $10,000 on your deals. Maybe you'll only make $7,500, but that's a lot more than the three grand that everybody said that you should be getting. So don't set yourself at these lower expectations, right? It's so much easier to pull people down with discouragement and like, all oh, this doesn't work than it is to pull people up. 
And so that's what I'm trying to do here with these REI Secrets series is pull people up and say, listen, it's not that hard. This is a good time to be in the real estate. This is a good time to do deals, right? Every market is hard. There's always going to be challenges. Okay. Let me tell you something else. Really good book for you all. Do you want it? It's called REI Secrets. I'm going to, I don't always do this every week on the REI Secrets webinar series, but this book right here, it's thick. It's a real book. See, it's not like, you know, written in 20 point font with lots of images and pictures. And I wrote this to be like a daily diary of, of, I call it daily nuggets of real estate investing wisdom to help you get more leads and close more deals. And every day you can read a chapter and it's all about marketing and automation. And, and um, I'm getting great feedback here. Thank you guys for the book. This is a great book. Uh, one of my friends and students called it the tools of the Titans for real estate investors. And that's a book by Tim Ferriss quite flattered to get compared to him, but you can get this book for free if you leave me a review. All right. I'm going to show you how to do that here in just a second. From your phone, if you want this book for free, and I'm not going to ask you to pay shipping, it's just going to be a PDF. So you get it for free, free, free. Open up your phone, go to your browser and type in reviewjoe.net. Reviewjoe.net. It's going to take you to a page that looks like this. There we go. See that? <laughs> it's going to take you to a page called re where you can re give me a review and leave me a good review or a bad review. I don't care. Just leave me. I mean, I do. I'm, I, I would, I'd appreciate a nice review if you find that anything that I teach you in these podcasts on these videos is any good. Leave me a good review. I'd appreciate it. When you leave me a video review, the reason why I want you to do it from your phone, you're going to put in your name and email and phone number and, and all of that stuff. And then say that you're not a robot. It's going to ask you to leave a video review. And you're just going to go through the steps to give this thing permission to use your camera. You're just going to record a 15 to 30 minute video saying, hey, Joe, thanks. Like your stuff. Then when you're done, it's going to send you to a thank you page where you can get this book for free. And I'm going to give you another book in there. I wrote it with a friend called Making Extra Money flipping houses while on vacation. We wanted, we were trying to pick a really short name for a book and that's what we came up with. Making extra money flipping houses while on vacation. I wrote that from a webinar that I did teaching people what, how we flipped houses while traveling for three months in an RV, which is really cool. So you get that book as well. It's just a PDF. So go to reviewjoe.net, reviewjoe.net. Okay. Appreciate that. Now, what I'm going to be talking about today is how to work with realtors. Now, this is something else that I've heard for years and years, you know, like realtors suck. It's hard to work with realtors. You know, realtors hate investors. I hate investors, hate realtors. Listen, there is so much opportunity, so much money that we as investors are leaving on the table because we're unwilling to work with realtors or we're afraid to work with realtors or we think that uh, the realtors are out to get us or the realtors are all mad at us because we're making more money than they are. I don't know. But there is a lot of opportunity to work with realtors. And I'm talking about finding deals and selling your deals with realtors. And I really strongly recommend for a long time, I've had my real estate license. I recommend you get your license. You don't have to have your real estate license to do deals, but I think the benefits of getting your license outweigh the costs. Um, and I think it's a good idea to get your license just to help avoid all of the brokering without a license issues and debates and things like that. But it also gives you a little bit more credibility in a certain sense, because you have a real estate commission to answer to. You have a board of realtors for, for ethics and complaints and things like that. And so when you need to wear your realtor hat, you can wear your realtor hat. When you need to wear your investor hat, you can wear your investor hat. And there's times where if you become licensed, you always have to wear your realtor hat because like you always have to disclose that you're an agent, but that's not a big deal. 
Some people can argue pretty forcefully one way or the other, why you should or shouldn't get your license. I'm kind of down the middle of the road. I think it's a good idea. You don't have to have your license to do deals, but I think you should. And I'll say this one more thing too, especially if you're doing lease options and you're selling a lot of deals. If you don't want to become licensed yourself, then you should hire realtors to market and sell your properties for you. Okay. Let's say you're looking for deals and uh, you are just busy, right? You should find good realtors that could bring you deals that you can look at and make offers on. Now, I guess one of the other reasons why people think that realtors are just difficult to work with is they think that if a deal is on the MLS, then automatically, just because it's on the MLS, it must not be a good deal because it's already been picked over. A ton of other investors have already looked at it. And the realtor is helping that client get the highest price possible. They're doing their job. So they're going to want too much for the property. I'm not going to be able to find good deals on the MLS. That's just flat out wrong. You can find lots of good deals on the MLS if you put in the work. It's not like you can just sit down right now and go on the MLS and find a good deal and pick it up. It takes time. It takes, you got to make a lot of offers. You got to network with a lot of realtors, but it's a gold mine. There are a lot of opportunities. I play cards, poker, once every couple months with some friends from church. One of the guys, very successful rehabber, he just rehabs one or two or three houses at a time in great neighborhoods. Guess where he finds all of his deals? From realtors. They call him up, say, hey, we think we got a deal here for you before we list it. Do you want to go look at it? Okay. And these are going to be deals that are totally trash. They need a lot of work. They're hoarders, homes, you know. So a lot of times realtors would rather just call one of their investor friends to see if they would want to make an offer on it before they go through the hassle of listing it on the MLS. So I'm not saying that don't get that confused with pocket listings. That's different, but there is a lot of opportunity to network with realtors. So what I want to teach you on today's REI Secrets webinar series is how to find these realtors, number one, to bring you deals, and number two, um, how to sell your deals. All right. Now, I'm just going to share my screen. One of my favorite websites to go to is Redfin. And somebody, we have a bunch of people here on Zoom and I asked them before we started, hey, what's a good market to look into? And I, the first one that I saw that I liked was uh, San Antonio. So we're going to look at San Antonio here. I'm going to share my screen. Um, and, and let me just say, you know, you know why, would a, uh, why would a realtor want to work with me, the investor, who's out there trying to make a lot of money on deals, who's trying to get off-market deals at the lowest discounted price, right? Why would they want to work with me? Well, I'll tell you why right? I want them to make money. So when I'm talking to realtors, I'm always talking about things in terms of, hey, um, I want to help you make more money, do more deals, make more commissions. Okay. So it's always whenever I'm talking to a realtor or anybody in this business, it's not, you know, especially if you're new in the business, right? You don't want to find other investors and say, hey, can I take you out to lunch and pick your brain? Stop doing that. You need to approach other investors, other realtors of like, how can I help you grow your business? How can I help you make more money? So when you come to realtors with that mindset of helping them grow their business, helping them make more money, they're going to in turn want to help you because when they help you, you're going to be helping them. So whenever I talk to a realtor, it's always, I'm looking at it from their perspective. I want to create a win-win relationship here. I want them to give me deals because I'm going to give them more commissions. And so when I'm talking to a realtor, especially of a listed house, and I'm going to be offering a discounted price or offering some kind of lease option or subject to or owner financing or something like that, why would their realtor want to work with me? Because I'm going to tell them, listen, if you can help me with this deal, I'll let you represent me and you can get both sides of the commissions. There's a phrase that realtors use called the double dip strategy, the double dip commissions, right? And what that means is, Mr. Realtor, you can represent the seller 
and you can represent me as the buyer. Now, if that broker doesn't, or that state or real estate commission doesn't allow that, and there are a few places that don't allow dual agency, there's probably another broker in that office that could represent you. So it can stay in the same brokerage. Usually that's what you can do, right? You can have two different agents, but here's what you do is you say, listen, Mr. Realtor, I want to make an offer on this deal. It's going to be probably a low ball offer, but I'm I'm just really looking for some deals here. If this doesn't work out, maybe you, you have something else. By the way, if you bring me a deal, I'll let you represent me. You can write up the contracts. You can get both sides of the commission. When you start talking to realtors like that, they're thinking they're seeing dollar signs. If I work with this guy and if he's legit, I'm going to make more money. And if this house doesn't work out, you know what? A week later, two months later, because I'm following up with that realtor and I'm sending them emails regularly, like, hey, I'm looking for deals. Do you have anything? They're going to be like, ah, you know what? I remember that guy, Joe, he's looking for deals. I'm going to call him because sometimes they get these properties that need way too much updating. They need way too much work. They're completely trashed, foundation problems, termite problems, roof problems, mold. You know, there's a hundred things that could be seriously wrong with these houses and the realtors don't want to mess with those, right? But because you've established a relationship with them, because you want that realtor to make more money, they're going to bring you deals. That's the whole goal of this, what I'm trying to say, all right? One of the things that I learned about this early on was from somebody that I was working with at one time down in Georgia. And this used to be his main source of leads. He still kind of does it, but it used to be his main source of leads. He would network and start building his email list of realtors and investors in his market. And every single week, he would send out everybody in his network an email. A little bit of content, you know, but he would always be saying, listen, I'm looking for deals. If you've got any deals, let me know. I'm looking for deals. This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for these things in these areas. I'll take anything as is, if, no matter how much work it needs, send it to me. If they need to sell right away and they don't have enough equity, send it to me. I'll do a creative deal on it. You know, if, they, if it needs too much work and they don't want to fix it up, let me know. I'll let you represent me. You can get both. So every week he would send a different email, short and sweet to the point, no links to send the realtor to just, Hey, how you doing, Jim? Probably don't remember me. We talked a while ago. I'm looking for deals in this North Des Moines area. If you find anything, let me know. I'll pay you a nice commission. Thanks, Joe. Right? Just every single week, you would send different emails like that. And guys, what would that happen? What would happen for you if you started doing this? And every single, and this is something a VA could do, a virtual assistant could do for you. You start calling realtors, talking to them, adding them to FreedomSoft, adding them to your database. And every single week, maybe once a month, okay, send them an email, send them a text. How you doing? Joe here. Don't forget, I'm looking for deals. So if you've got anything, let me know. So that this is where we're going with this. You're networking with realtors. You're talking to them. You're, you're being a normal human being with them. You know, when you send them a lowball offer, you're giving them a warning in advance. So you're looking for deals. And that's why that's where this, this comes from. Okay. So where was I? Here we go. We're here in Redfin. Okay. One of the reasons why I like Redfin is I can find older listings. Now, San Antonio, it's a hot market right now. Let me zoom out a little bit. This is San Antonio and a bunch of little towns all around. There are, if I click apply filters, there's no filters. There's 10,108 homes right now on the market. Those are new homes, land, and everything. I'm just going to filter this down a little bit. Let's say houses only. And I, I don't want the real expensive homes. I want anything under 500 grand, okay? And I'm going to remove new construction. I don't want new construction. I'm going to say had to have been built before 2015, let's say. How many are there now? There's 1,995 homes. There's almost 2,000 homes under 500 grand that are currently listed for sale. And these are houses only. I'm not doing beds or baths filtering, all right? Now let's do something here. Let's do more than 30 days. Now, if the market is so hot, in San Antonio when it is. And you know what? I have some of Austin in there. So I'm going to zoom in one more time. There's just San Antonio. All right. If the market is so hot 
And all you need to do is stick a sign in the yard and you'll sell your house overnight above asking price then. And there's 17 homes, 1700 homes in this area right now. Then you would think if I go to time on Redfin and I say more than 60 days, there shouldn't be any homes on that list, should there? Well, there's 313 homes in in the hot San Antonio market right now that have not sold in over 60 days. Do you think maybe one of these sellers is like, oh my gosh, I thought this market was white hot right now and this house hasn't sold yet. What's wrong with the house? Let's look at it. That's nice. Maybe you know it's a little outdated. Wood paneling on the walls. Maybe people in Texas like wood panels. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that is over there. There's some wallpaper. Yeah, wall. So this needs updating, right? This isn't something that a retail buyer is going to be all that excited about buying. It's got this industrial metal roofing on the back with a carport. So no garage. I don't know, right? But the reason why this house hasn't sold, it's overpriced. They're just asking too much for it. So, but what if you contacted the realtor, Karen Trueblood? Hey, Karen, my name is Joe. How are you? Listen, I love that house on Enid Street. I'm I'm an investor. I'm looking to buy more property in the area. I'm surprised it hasn't sold yet. What's going on? Uh, You know, they're probably just asking too much for it. They're not in that much of a hurry. Um, You know, they're not going to just give it away. They're going to think automatically if you're an investor that you're going to, you're a vulture and you're coming in to like steal their properties and make them a ridiculous low ball off. But I'm just calling to see, you know, a couple of things here. I want to call this realtor up and, and, and create a friendship with Karen. Say, hey, Karen, listen, I know you've probably been getting bombarded with other investors that are giving you low ball offers, but I'm just curious. Look, you know, it looks like a nice house. Why do you think it hasn't sold yet? What's going on? I mean, are, are they negotiable on their price? Have they rejected other offers? You know, they probably have. Um, you know, they're, yeah, they're not that negotiable on their price. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, if I gave them a cash offer, no contingencies, and I could close in like one or two weeks, what do you think they would do? Well, it depends on the offer, right? Well, what's the, I know you maybe can't tell me, but I ask anyway. I know you probably can't tell me, but like, what's the least they would take? But, you know, technically the realtors aren't supposed to tell you that, but I'm telling you one out of every 10 realtors will actually tell you. It's crazy. Maybe one out of 20. I don't know. But it's like, you tell them, well, you know, they, uh, they, I had one realtor one time tell me, let's just say the house was 200,000. Um, the realtor told me, well, they rejected an offer at 150. It's worth 200. They rejected an offer at 150, but they told me the other day that um, they probably should have taken that off. I was like, what? You know, like 50 grand less. Well, I did this one time in Louisville, Kentucky, and I found a house that is listed for uh, 90 grand or something like that. And it was in a great area. It needed full gut rehab, like really full gut rehab. And it was a smaller house. And uh, what I had done is I didn't call or text any of them. I just downloaded a list of 300 realtors and I sent them all an email saying, hey, I like your property at address. Hey, realtor name. Um, I like the property you have listed on address. I'm surprised it hasn't sold yet. Listen, I'm just curious, before I send you a, lo- a lowball offer, I just want to ask you, would, this, would your client accept something in this price range? And so I, I downloaded all of these, and I'll show you how to do this in a minute. And I created the spreadsheet that calculated this formula that would offer 70 to 80% of the list price, I think is what it was. Maybe it was 60 to 70% of the list price. Yeah, that's what it was. It was 60 to 70% of the list price. So I just said, you know, Mr. Realtor, Jim Smith, before I send you an offer, um, I just want you to know I'm a legit buyer. I buy deals. I've got the cash. But before I waste your time with a lowball offer that you're probably going to get upset with anyway, I, I tried to make my email super friendly. Would they accept something in the X Y price range? And so my price range was 60 to 70 grand. So it was listed for 99,000. I sent them an email. Would they accept something between 60 and 70? Guess what the realtor responded back to? Yeah, send an offer. They would. 
just like that with one email, the seller dropped their price 30 grand, 30%. Okay. Now I'm not in Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know anything about that market. So I called up a local wholesaler friend. He was all excited about the deal. Uh, He said, I'll go look at it right now. And so I was doing this with another student. And so I just gave the, I just put this, my student and this wholesaler together. I don't know if it ever turned into a deal or not. So that's what we're doing here is we're calling these agents. We're saying, Hey, Karen, how you doing? I'm calling about this house on Enid street. looks like a nice property. Um, I'm curious. Why hasn't it sold yet? Are they going to, looks like it's a little outdated. Um, do you think they're going to do anything to this wallpaper before they sell it? Um, they're just going to keep it there. Okay. And so maybe when I'm talking to them too, I'll go in and I'll say, like, they're asking 205, right? It's a four bedroom, two bath, 2000 square foot house. While I'm talking to the agent, I might click on this map here, click on nearby homes for sale. And I might zoom out a little bit to see, well, um, okay. So these are active listings. I see there's a property. Oh, it's a little smaller. It's down the street, but it's it's for sale. It doesn't need any updating for 201, right? Um, I might go here to more filters, turn off for sale, turn sold on. Let's go last six months, apply filters. All right, uh, zoom out a little bit. So that house is right in the center of the map. All right, the house is right in the center of the map. And I can take this table and I can sort it by price. And uh, let's say I want to filter this even more to some square footage. I'm going to do houses only. Let's do square foot. Um, let's do between 1750 and 2500. There's no matches. So it's a, it's a neighborhood with smaller homes. Houses only. Let's do 1500 to 2500 square feet. No results. This might be a house that's too big for the area. I don't know. Let's do it in the last year. There we go. All right. So I'm talking to the realtor. I say, you know, I've, there's a property down this, you know, maybe a mile away that sold for 177. That's a little bigger. And it was on the market for 317 days. Let me just ask you something. This house, they're trying to sell it for 205. You think that's a fair price for this crazy market? I mean, this house was on the market for 317 days and it sold for 177. Or this property, boy, this is a real nice house. It sold, doesn't need any updating. It sold for 196 in 259 days. I'm just asking, I, you know, I don't know anything about the market. I know you, you probably know uh, this market better than most people, I'm sure, right? That's the same house. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but so look at the days on market here. Some crazy high times. So this is an area that's telling me that, you know, there's not, they're just probably asking way too much money. I don't know. There's not much inventory there. Zoom out a little bit more. So now I've got seven properties sorted by price. You know, listen, there's a there's another house I see here for 110. That's about the same square footage. Why? What's better about this house? Why would I want to pay 205 for your house when I can buy this one for 110 or this one for 106, 160,000? Anyway, I'm just doing this as to get some discussion with the uh, realtor to find out what's going on. Okay. This house in particular, I'm looking at here. Let me click on view details. This house is needing a lot of work. This is a home that a realtor took with an iPhone, took pictures with an iPhone. They did not hire a professional photographer to come take these pictures, okay? The, there's some portrait pictures, you know, the house is cluttered. Do you think a retail buyer is going to buy this house? They didn't even take the time to, to uh, make their bed. Is a retail buyer going to buy this house? No, an investor might. And it's been on the market for 35 days. Call the realtor up. This is a great property. It's built you know, in 1996. And here's what I'm asking them. I say, listen, before I send you an offer, just 
curious how negotiable are they on their price? Okay. Go ahead and send them a cash offer and say, well, you know, I'm it's going to be, I'm going to be probably in like the 120, 130 price range. Is that going to work for them or probably not? Just see what the realtor said. You can also say, listen to this. What if I could get you their asking price of 169? You don't think they'd be interested in maybe doing seller financing or, you know, I could maybe just take over their mortgage or something like that. I mean, they're not in a hurry to sell, are they? Ooh, did you write that down? Let me write that down for you. Blah, 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 blah. That was a great question there. Listen, I'm looking to buy more properties in this area. And Mike, I'm looking to buy more properties in this area. And if you can help me with this, I'll let you represent me. You can get both sides of the commission. All right. But I'm going to need to work. I need you guys need to work with me or something here. Right. This price isn't going to work. It hasn't sold yet. Why do you think it hasn't sold yet? This is a hot market, right? I keep on hearing how hot and crazy San Antonio is right now. Is it a hot market or not? Why was this? Why has this been on the market for 35 days and not sold yet? Oh, it's just it's overpriced. Okay. So they're not motivated yet. They're just not, they're going to sit on that price until they sell it. I'm just pushing the pain buttons, pushing the hot buttons here, right? Like how long do they're, they're certainly probably, they're not in a hurry to sell this thing, right? Okay. So I'm just talking to the realtor, asking them questions and I'm telling them, listen, I can, if you help me with this deal, I'll let you get both sides of the commission and you can represent me. You can represent the seller. And if this doesn't work out, Mike, do you have any other properties in the area? I love this neighborhood, right? Do you have any other properties in the area that might be, uh, that need fixing up like this, that maybe I could look at? Do you understand what I'm doing there? I wish I could see you guys. I wish I could see your feedback here because if this is good, you like this stuff, you want my book, give me a review. And this book is chock full of things like that. Things I say to sellers, different marketing that I do, different follow-up tips and tricks that I do and things like that. So go to reviewjoe.net, reviewjoe.net and get this book and get more tips like this. All right. So anyway, what we've got here, remember we are looking at this. These are houses under 500 grand made before, built before 2015 that have been on the market longer than 60 days. How many are there? There's 313. Sweet. Guess what I can start doing now? I can start going through this and looking. Guess what? This property, why isn't this thing sold yet? Well, I think it needs update. It's got green curtains, uh, weird kitchen. Um, looks the cabinets are great, but the floor is kind of weird, weird countertops. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, great. Look at that door. It needs updating. They're asking too much for the property. Maybe this was like, I don't know who buys flooring in with ceramic tile anymore. Maybe they do in Texas. Bathroom needs some work, a lot of work. Ah, yikes. Look at the side of the house. This is going to scare the retail buyer. Maybe this is a rental neighborhood, right? Big giant hot water heater there. Is that what that is? <laughs> All right, maybe this is a rental property or used to be a rental property. It doesn't have central air. It's got window air conditioning. Yes, location is amazing. It's an estate-owned home. Ah, maybe there's a death in the family. The home has excellent separate unit for a mother-in-law suite or a possible rental. Let's give George a call. Now, how do you find George's phone number? Because guess what? You're not going to find it here on Redfin. Now, sometimes you're not going to find it on Zillow too because Redfin and Zillow make their money by sh uh, showing these properties and then other realtors, other buyer's agents will pay them to get their information here, or Redfin has their own agents. And so when you click schedule tour or ask a question, it's not going to the listing agent. It's going to somebody who paid money to uh, get their list, you know, get their name on there. All right. So what I like to do sometimes is I go to realtor.com and look it up on realtor.com because usually you can contact the agent right here. So you can email the agent. This is the listing agent. You can call the listing agent right there contact agent right here. That's only going to let you email. I'm going to show you a minute how to get um, more information on that realtor. So this is George Sanchez with Simple Real Estate Ventures. Okay. Let's Google him. George Sanchez. Here we go. What's this? 
first thing that came up. This is a page about George. Good looking guy. There's a cell phone number. Sometimes you find an email address in here. Sometimes you find it on the right hand side. You know what? I have ad blocker up, but sometimes you can get their stuff there. Here's a, a link from Home Snap for George Sanchez. I'm just looking here to see if I can find an email. Normally, after a couple three clicks, I can find an email. Real Sabor Saber. There's his email. You can't see it here, but look. If it, I don't know how well you can see it, but if I click on contact me, there's his email address. You can see it in this. If you highlight it in the bottom, there's text. It's C-O-M-P-R-E-C-A-S-A-Y-A at gmail.com. But you can fill this out. It'll send him an, an email. One more thing here, and I'm going to show you a shortcut to all of this. Here's LinkedIn profile. All right. So the, there's a ton of things in here to find this guy's information. You can also, guess what? Go to propstreamjoe.com. Propstreamjoe.com. Say what? PropStreamJoe.com. Let's look at this property here. You get a 14-day trial there at PropStreamJoe.com. Click on MLS details. You can see the owners own this house for two years. It's owner-occupied. And if I scroll down, okay. Sometimes, depending on this city, depending on what's available or not, there's the agent's information. There's his phone number. But you'll also get their email address. Kind of depends on the... Uh, most areas, you'll have the phone number and the email address. Okay? But there's the, there's the realtor's contact information. Give them a call. Contact them. And I'm going to show you in a minute how you can get all of the realtors' contact information in the entire state of Texas for super cheap. Okay, so you just keep on Googling and you'll find his email. You can email him from here and you can email him from other websites that you find the realtors' information, okay? But call him, talk to him. If this house doesn't work out, ask about any other properties that this guy might have and say, listen, if you ever find a property that needs a lot of work, do you mind if I just send you my contact information? And you know, if you find something, you can contact me and I'll let you represent me. And get, you can get both sides of the commission or whatever, right? Yeah. And so then I got the realtor's email and phone number and I'm going to be following up with them at least once or twice a month. Hey, this is Joe. You probably don't remember me, but I'm looking for properties in San Antonio in this area. If you find something, let me know. doesn't matter how much work it needs. I'm asking them, is, it, you know, is their price negotiable? How quickly do they need to sell it? What are they going to do with the money? I'm just curious when they do get it. If I could get them that price, you know, if I'm going to cash offer, it's probably going to be, you know, more like 120, 130, because this house obviously needs a lot of work. But, you know, what if I could get them their price of 200? Would they consider maybe owner financing or something like that? I mean, this looks like this property has a lot of equity in it. There is a mortgage on it here, a $45,000 loan on it, right? So maybe I pay off the mortgage and then do seller carryback financing for the rest. But all I'm just asking the realtor, and I'm going to say to the realtor, listen, if you can connect me with this or help me with this, I'll create a financing offer. Um, I'll still make sure, George, that you get your full commissions. You know, if I can, maybe I'll get you all of the commissions now or some of it now and the rest of it later when I cash out, when I do a final cash out of the seller. Okay. This realtor, they just want to help this client out, but it's been on the market 61 days in a really incredibly hot market. And, you know, most sellers by this point are getting nervous. Like I thought these things were selling quickly. Uh, you know, I'm reading everywhere in the news and all my friends are telling me all these other houses down the street, they're selling quickly and this thing hasn't sold yet. And sometimes sellers, again, they just need time to cook. It's been 60 days. They've not sold this thing yet. They need time to cook. And then day 90, you know what? Forget it, screw it, drop it, you know, knock 50 grand off. And because you've been following up with that agent, guess who that agent is going to call? First thing, they're going to call you. Because you've said, listen, I'll let you represent me. And they're going to, and you can tell the seller, the clients, the agent too, listen, you know, if they ever drop their price, call me, please. I'd love to make an offer on it. All right. I think you guys are picking up what I'm laying down, right? Are you smelling what I'm stepping in? This is a nice house. Why isn't it sold yet? 
man, this is a great lease option. And then an investor probably fixed this property up, rehabbed it, and they haven't sold it yet. It'd be a great owner financing deal. They put a lot of money into this thing, right? They don't want to just rent it to a tenant who's going to trash it. So what if I'm the tenant and I rent it and I tell that seller, I'll take care of all of the maintenance and repairs and vacancies. You don't have to worry about anything. What if I could rent it from you for just a year or two and then buy it for $180,000? That wouldn't work for you, would it? All right, I'm going to have to leave here in about 15 minutes because I got to take my son to the dentist. But I want to, I got more to say. Maybe I'm going to have to break this up into a couple of videos. So that's why I love Redfin here, right? Because you can now get all of these properties here, just Google the realtor, call them up and email them. Now there is a simple, faster way to do this as well. Right here in Redfin, you see this link right here, download all. You can click that and download all of those, how many do we have? 313 homes into a spreadsheet. And here's the spreadsheet right here. If I open it up, it's going to open it up in Excel. You can't see it. But all that Redfin gives you is the address. Let me zoom in a little bit here. They're going to give you the address of the property, the city, state, and zip, the price, the beds, the baths, the little community, whatever subdivision, square foot, year built, days on market, link, MLS number, GPS coordinates. Okay, that's all they give you. What can you do with that? Well, if you were a subscriber to PropStream, propstreamjoe.com, guess what you can do? You can upload that list of 300 and something properties that you downloaded from Redfin you can upload it to PropStream and guess what PropStream will do? PropStream will give you all of the information on those properties. So I just did this yesterday on a, on a demonstration coaching call. And I did this for Tulsa, Oklahoma. I downloaded a couple hundred properties that were older listings. Okay. And I uploaded that list into PropStream Joe and PropStream then appended a bunch of data to those properties, which is just amazing. So I uploaded 195 properties and get this. This is in Tulsa. I did this yesterday. There's 129 of them have a high equity. 97 of these properties that I uploaded are free and clear. What if I downloaded all of these? I'm not going to send them a letter saying, hey, do you want to sell your house? I'll buy it. No, they of course they want to sell it. It's on the MLS. But guess what? I could send the realtor and the homeowner a letter. I could send them an offer. I could send them an offer for whatever their asking price is if they'd be willing to own or finance. This property right now has been on the market I don't know for how long, 90 something days. It says it's pending, but it's maybe it's been, gone pending in the last couple of days. Um, but their list price is 110. What if I sent the letter, a letter to the owner or the seller saying, well, you know, if I could get you the 110, would you consider doing seller financing? And in fact, so the rent on this is about 1025 a month. What I would do is I would send them an offer, 1025 divided by two is $512. All right, Mr. Seller, I'll pay, I'll make you an offer right now. I'll pay you 110 grand for this property. And I'll pay you $512 a month until paid. Just send them a blind offer. I, and I have a cover letter and a one-page letter of intent that I send to the seller and you can send it to the realtor. By the way, how do you get that? You can get that at partnerwithjoe.net. If you go to partnerwithjoe.net, you can opt in to this thing. You get um, a, free, a free version of the offer software that just does cash offers. But if you, it's seven bucks if you want the training. The, the, it's a class called Partner with Joe. I'll get you the training and another software or an expanded version of the software that helps you calculate lease options and owner financing offers and gives you the proposal that you can send. So anyway, go check it out, partnerwithjoe.net, partnerwithjoe.net. But here are, if I go into PropStream, here's this cool thing now. It shows me all of these properties that are free and clear that are currently listed on the MLS that haven't sold yet in 60 days, all right? But look what else that this gives you. In PropStream, it gives you the owner's first and last name. 
It gives you the owner's mailing address. A lot of these are absentee owners. They have these properties that haven't sold yet. They're on the MLS. What if I contact the realtor and contact the owners and send the owners a letter, send the owners an offer? I'm not trying to go around the realtor. I'm just saying, you know, listen, if you want to sell your house, give this letter, give this letter of intent, give this offer to your realtor. What if I took the, all right, there's 49 properties that have low equity, eight, eight properties that have negative equity. What if I send them a lease option offer? Let's go back to PropStream here. Okay. So what I was trying to show you was now you, you have the owner's information, you have the owner's address. And if you keep on scrolling, you have their last market sale date. So I could say, all right, show me all the ones that they have owned for over 10 years. And then I can say, show me all the ones that are free and clear. And then here we go. Now I can get the agent's name, phone number, and email address. Okay. Here's a man. This is a property that hasn't sold yet, been on the market for a long time. And if I click on MLS details, scroll down here, it's Amanda Pierce. There's your phone number. There's your email address, cctulsa.com. So the cool thing now is from Redfin, you download all of these properties. You click on that download all, but you can then upload it to PropStream and you can get then what PropStream does is it appends all of the public record information and the realtor's information into the property here. Okay. Here's Greg McGee. What is this? Some kind of weird property that's listed for sale. I don't know what's going on here. If I click MLS details, scroll down, there's his name, phone number, and email address. So what if I sent them a re, uh, you know, these people an email saying, hey, I'm interested in this property. Would they consider something in this price range? Would they consider maybe seller financing or lease purchase? Okay. All right. There's an email right there for Ron Dyer. Super cool stuff. All right. I got a few more things I want to share with you here. We talked about finding sellers, finding deals. So look for what I like to start with is looking for the older listings. And I like using Redfin. And I just call the realtors and I text them and I email them. Okay. The next thing to do is how do you find buyers? How do you find realtors to bring you buyers for your deals? Again, let's stay here on Redfin. All right. And we're still in San Antonio. And let's say I've got a property in, I'm going to draw a new area here. Let's say I've got a property in this area of San Antonio. I'm going to go here to um, train, take for sale off, sold on last three months, 992 homes that have sold. All right. So that's um, a little too expensive. I mean, too many. So I'm going to make a smaller drawing. Let's say I've got a property in this area here. Now, I don't know if this is a suburbs, if it's a really nice area. I don't know. Let's just pick it. I'm going to zoom in a little bit more. All right. And I've got a property that um, needs some updating. All right. So this is, I picked a pretty nice suburban area here. I can just tell. Um, if I'm wholesaling a house, it's going to be in an older neighborhood. All right. So what I'm going to do here is fix something. Let me reset. I'm going to look for houses that have sold for under $200,000 in the last three months and to see where they're mostly located. There's very few up here and there's a lot down here. All right. So if I'm a wholesaler, there's probably a lot of deals in this area that investors are buying. All right. So I'm just going to draw. Let's say I've got, I got a house in this neighborhood right here that I'm negotiating with the seller on. I got a deal from whatever marketing I'm doing. And uh, I want to find, and this is a virtual market. I want to find a realtor to help me sell this deal. So I'm going to say, all right, show me all of the houses that have sold in the last three to six months under 200 grand. And I can say houses only. And yeah, let's just go with that. Click apply filters. I'm going to sort this by price. And so here's a house that sold in April that if I'm looking through the pictures, needed updating, right? I'm going to click view details. This home sold three months ago. Oh, and guess what I have here? Look at this. It was listed by Annie Esparza and it was bought with Annie Esparza. So it tells you 
the listing agent and the buyer's agent. Ah, this is gold, right? Let's look at this next one right here. All right. Normally what you see is this listed by Carlos Mendoza and bought with Raymond Galvin. All right. What if I have a property in this area and I Google Raymond Galvin? Let me uh, remove that TREC thing. All right. And here's his Facebook profile. Here's his LinkedIn profile, new Western acquisitions, office details. Uh, so he's one of the realtors here. Click on his Facebook profile here. All right. So you have to message him. Here we go. Here's the phone number. You can Facebook message him and say, Hey, Raymond, how are you? My name is Joe. Uh, listen, I got a, I, I got a property that I'm trying to sell um, right now in the um, something terrace subdivision. And I see that you just recently sold a property there to a buyer. It looks like it was a property that needed some updating, needed some work, right? Uh, the property on Palm Drive. Listen, I don't know if you'd be interested um, or if your client would be interested, but I got another property here that I think is a pretty good deal. Would you or your client like be interested in maybe uh, buying this from me? I don't know, something like that. So what I'm doing is this client, this realtor is representing some investor, or maybe they're the investor themselves that just bought this property and they're probably looking for more. This was a full gut rehab that maybe didn't finish. I don't know what's going on here. Okay. And it's probably, yeah, you know, we're always looking for good deals. And by the way, Mr. Uh, seller, realtor, Raymond, you know, you can represent me and get, get some commissions. I got this deal I'm trying to sell. If you want to represent me, you know, I'll pay you $5,000 commissions or something like that. The same thing, I'm approaching it with, how can I help you, Mr. Realtor, make more money with this deal? Um, one other cool thing, this is uh, 78228 is the zip code, right? One of the cool things about uh, PropStream that uh, I like a lot as well, it's let's look up that zip code, 78228. And I go here to filter. There's a quick list called flippers. And I don't know if there's going to, yeah, there's some here. Good. So what is flippers? Flippers, these are properties that have been recently purchased by an investor and they've rehabbed it, fixed it up, and now are reselling it because it's on the MLS. Look at this property here. This looks like a rehab. Very nicely done. It's staged. Okay, guess what? You can go in here and find out who the listing agent is. You can see they've owned this house for three months. It's a non-owner occupied home. You can go in and see the transaction history. They bought it. It depends on if it's a disclosure state or not. Sometimes you click on cash. Yeah, they might. you might not be able to find the price that the previous owner bought it for, but it was listed before for two. No, this is the current list price. You'd have to have access to the um, the MLS to find the previous list price, maybe. I don't know. But okay, look at this. Here is the realtor's listing agent's name and phone number. No email address, but the agent is Sarah. There's her phone number. Call her up and say, hey, this house is beautiful. The house on Pad Padgett. It looks like it's a recent rehab. Is that right? Well, I got another property not too far away that might that um, is looking for it's a property that uh, I, I I thought I was going to buy it. I've decided I don't want it anymore. Do you think you or your client, are you, are you looking for another property that maybe you could rehab? By the way, I always compliment. This is such a great rehab. You did such a nice job with this thing. Are you looking for any more deals? Are you or your client looking for any more properties that you can fix up and sell? And chances are, again, they're going to say yes. And say, I say, all right, well, I got this. Let me send you the address. I mean, take a look at it. You know, I'm, I was going to buy it, but I decided I don't want to anymore. I'm just going to sell it. You know, I'll pay you a, you know, $5,000 commission out of my, you know, if you help me bring a buyer to it. Okay. So I have it under contract for 75. I'm going to sell it for 90, right? So my, my wholesale fee would be 15 grand. I'll pay a realtor five grand to bring me a buyer. Why not? I'm still going to make 10 on it. Right now that that realtor is working with me, that realtor can help me 
find the agent, find the title company that will let me do the double close or the assignment. That realtor is understanding. I can tell the realtor, listen, I was going to buy this. I've decided I can't right now, but I have it under contract. So I'm just going to sell my contract you know, to somebody else who wants it. So now the realtor is going to be on your side, on your team. It's going to think more creatively on how they can help you wholesale this thing. Does that make sense? All right. So cool. Is that helpful, guys? So I had more that I wanted to cover, but I think I did pretty good there, actually. Uh, one other thing I'll say, too, is if you want a list of all of the realtors, if you just Google real estate agent lists, and this one is really big. Uh, here it is. It's realestateagentlists.com, but there's dashes in between. So it's real-estate-agent-lists.com. You can get uh, a list of all of the realtors in the whole country or in a certain county or in a certain state, and it's super cheap. And uh, so what you can do is um, if you know, like if you're looking at Redfin here and you know the agent is Annie Esparza and it's hard to find her phone number and email address, you can buy this list from realestateagentlists.com and uh, look up Angie or whatever her name is and uh, get her contact information. And this list, like for the state of Texas, the state of Texas be 798 bucks, but you can buy the whole state for, I mean, for the whole country, you can buy the whole country for 1676. Now, Texas is one, you know, the biggest state in the union almost. So it's going to be the most expensive, but Montana is 86 bucks. Missouri is $262, but you can even go down if you wanted to and do it by county which, and you'll save some money. You can sue just like St. Louis County's 249, you know, so you can pick your different states. I don't know what county San Antonio is, you know, you'll save some money. Maybe it's Bexar, Tarrant. I don't know. All right. So hope that's helpful to you guys. I got to go. Uh, listen, if you want this book, REI Secrets, please just leave me a review. Go to reviewjoe.net from your phone, reviewjoe.net from your phone, and it'll put in your name and email and all there. And it'll, because it just wants to verify that you're a real person. I'm not outsourcing my testimonials to Fiverr or something like that. It's going to ask you to turn on the camera on your phone. Just please leave me a quick, simple video review. Um, if you're a lady and you don't have your makeup on, then, you know, that's okay. Nobody's going to care. Um, but do it in the dark or something like maybe, you know, put, put it where the light, the sun is behind you. So nobody can see your face or something. Right. But just leave me a quick video review. Like, Hey, this is, you know, what I like or don't like about Joe, then submit it. It's going to ask you to verify that you are who you are. And then it's going to take you to a thank you page where you can get this book for free. Okay. Get this book for free. Reviewjoe.net. Okay. Reviewjoe.net. Appreciate you guys. I got to go. Uh, take my son to the dentist. He's getting a filling. I think this is his first filling. Um, so pray for him. I hate fillings. I'm going to stay in the waiting room. Uh, I'm not going to be in the, <laughs> in the dentist room, but he's a good, strong kid. He's going to be fine. I appreciate y'all. We'll see you guys later. Oh,